0: want to make this a pattern of of our podcast but i have another interesting animal uh story for us oh let's go so i know i mentioned like an old bird you know laying an egg but i was reading an article today um again from the smithsonian but and this is this is the 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 headline okay yeah sea slugs decapitated head crawls around before regrowing a body oh my goodness that there's these sea slugs, apparently, who, they d- didn't say how, but through some process, decapitate themselves. Oh, they, they um, do this and, intentionally. Yeah, and then, and then the head, like, <laughs> crawls around, eats, begins eating algae and stuff, and over time, grows a new body so
1: so how big are these sea slugs like how just like small like okay. small little slugs tiny
0: yeah and and one of the theories is because it it can help get rid of parasites or something that that's in the body so like it helps replenish them and, and whatnot but as i was thinking about it, oh and, and and the body that gets decapitated from can last like up to three weeks with its heart still beating and it just slowly fades away that's like, kind of beautiful that.
1: <laughs> like slowly <laughs> fading out <laughs>
0: And then, and then, yeah, then the head regrows a new body and it just continues. And I think the reason why I thought this was hilarious was for two reasons. One, because, like, sometimes, like, our kids love nature. They mm-hmm. love learning about animals. We I've joked about it all the time with Weston, you know, in sermons that he just, he loves animals and whatnot. So we always learn all these different facts and, like, you know, platypuses, like, glow under UV light and all this different stuff, right? But then, but this one is just, like, you know... God had to
1: be bored that day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Like, like, okay, he's
0: like, okay, a I, I slug cuts its own head off and then regrows a the body. Anyone, anyone who wants to do that do, one, do, right? you, do
1: you think that God had like a sermon illustration in mind when he made that slug? <laughs> do you think there's like something he's trying to
0: say about Jesus? Did say, right? It's better to lop off your right hand than to go into hell with two ones. So, like, maybe it's just like, just be like the sea slug, cut off the parasite of sin and regrow a new body. The old is gone, the new is come. How oh, many I can like we pull that. out
1: here?
2: Amen. How many can
0: we pull out here, right? It's there, there's some kind of rebirth thing happening there. But then, here's the other reason why I thought it was hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine we had to do that as human beings like just just imagine people's heads just like rolling around eating things until like a little body grows back i feel like that is just be, a thought that we, well i'll that, tell that you this let me laugh a
1: little bit we wouldn't have professional sports if that were a thing no like, imagine, imagine that happened during a game. <laughs> 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 or just like midway through the season oh yeah yeah so-and-so is out with an with a lower body uh, removal <laughs> <laughs> he only has a head right now uh, anyways
0: I just thought that was a funny story, and I wanted to bring some joy to our listeners.
1: That That is, that is cool to think about, because, like, I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of animals that, like, obviously there's lizards that, like, can regrow their tails and whatnot. And, and even, like, worms, I guess, like, if you split them in half, the one, well, they both kind of wiggle around, both halves. I don't they even do. know which one's the head and which one's the tail, <laughs> um, but... uh yeah like it's like when you apply that it's like what's the human equivalent of that and it's just it's insane to think about even actually this is one that i think about a lot and it's not even it's not even as extreme but like i look at my cat and she's got a tail Mm. and she moves that tail and she expresses so much emotion with that tail too it's It's like what does that feel like i can't i can't even imagine like to be able to control this thing that just hangs out like above my butt like yeah (laughs) like a tail would be interesting right uh-huh. It's it's literally like that
0: third arm, right? How how would we, how much different would would we function if God was like, yeah, you guys actually need three arms, right? And what would that be like? Like, who knows? And why only two? Like, why only two? Is is mm. is there like some
1: specific advantage with only two arms that we're that we don't realize? I mean, God created those angels that have like seven arms or something, right? Like, or is it twelve? I don't know how many arms but wings and eyes all yeah. over their body like why didn't we get and that and four
0: foreheads yeah what, right what's the well, significance uh, of two I, I don't know you, some kind of like I, I have no idea I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> theologize on that but um hey you know who knows maybe in, in the new heavens and the new earth you know you can get all the arms you want probably not
1: but you know you can dream we can dream Ladies and gentlemen, the cast... Mike, are you on TikTok? No, I am not. You're not? I have not bought into that devil trap. It is definitely a devil trap. I had the app, I think, for like a week. I think I posted one video on it. I posted a video of um, a Taking Back Sunday concert I went to. And there was a dancing, like someone in a mascot suit. like this. <laughs> it was like a lion or a dog or something. And they were just dancing. And then I put hill song song over, over top of it, <laughs> <laughs> and it classic it, a, it had a very funny effect
0: very redeeming of you yeah <laughs> i've thought about it it's it's the next big thing you know even for the church as weird as that is seeing if like we need to get on there or something um because you know whether we like it or not you know um some of those people on there have millions of um people following them and um you know be an influence and in the church, we call that discipled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a huge, it's a huge thing. It's a real thing, and it's important.
1: There, there definitely are a lot of Christian leaders. I think Bishop Robert Barron is on TikTok. Um, and and if you don't know him, he's a he's a Catholic priest who who makes a lot of YouTube videos, and he runs Word on Fire Ministries. So he's really trying to engage young people about the faith. And honestly, like other than if you can get past like the Catholic stuff, that doesn't really apply to us. Um, A Mm -hmm. lot of his theology and and his faith explanations are, I find really helpful. I look them up a lot. He's a resource I definitely lean on quite a bit, Um, but he makes YouTube videos, but I, I know he's also, I'm pretty sure he's also on TikTok. I
0: don't even know what I would do if I went on TikTok. That's the problem. Like, do I just sit there and be like, hey, let's talk about Jesus for 30 seconds. I just, to me, that's like, who's gonna watch that? I don't know. Maybe I'm old now. I could be old.
1: There's a lot of people that are talking about Jesus on TikTok at the moment that's kind of yes, why I, I brought this up tonight and and there's some people talking about jesus in maybe uh some some less than helpful ways we'll say it's true
0: as a reaction to these guys maybe i do need to go on it i'm just saying but
1: yeah so l- let's, let's talk uh about it. yeah let's play this this clip here for you this is from a um well he, he's a pastor he calls himself a pastor loosely defined yeah uh, his name is brandon robertson um i've actually heard him give a talk before um and uh, I'll, maybe we'll get into that after, too. But we'll, we'll just roll the clip here, and you can take a listen, listen at what his TikTok
2: video... Uh has to say. Did you know that there's a part of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus uses a racial slur? In Mark chapter 7, there's the account of the Seraphonician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were strong biases against within the Jewish community. And she comes to ask Jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon. And what is Jesus' response? He says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food, to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias, and when confronted with it, he was willing to do his work. And this woman was willing to stand up and speak truth.
1: All right, Mike. So, so what do we think of that? That's uh, he just said that that Jesus was was racist to this woman. Um that, that's certainly never how I've interpreted that story before.
0: Or anyone in church history basically. Or, or
1: anyone in church Yeah, like I don't I don't that's a pretty like revisionist reading of that text.
0: Well, and even the fact that, you know, he flips it to to not even that Jesus had this human moment, right? Whatever. Right. But that he had to be corrected, yes. and essentially repent. So like there there is so much Theologically suspect in the conclusions (laughs) of this little diatribe, we'll call it, that like you can't even call this Christian theology. No, that's the funny thing about it. You can't, and and there's a lot of history with this specific pastor. Like, you know, if you go uh, look him up, you will not get sound teaching from him, generally speaking, um, on a lot of we'll say broad cultural issues. Um, But in this specific Moment, right? What what he is doing is he is essentially jumping on cultural bandwagon, right? What's really hot right now? What's an emotional issue, not a theological issue? What's an emotional one, right? Um, mm-hmm. in, in this case, right? And rightly so. Hear me say like, 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 we as a church need to deal with racism as as a real issue, right? Like, that's not the point. Yes. But he takes he takes a very real issue that should be dealt with with um, as a Christian, deep theological reflection, building out understanding of the, uh, of the family of God. We, we can't get into it tonight mm-hmm. about, you know, from, from, from you know, Genesis to Babel to Abraham to, you know, the, the divine council to the temple being this place of all nations, like to revelate, like all these different things, right? So we, we yeah. actually need to have a better theology. But what he does is he, is he takes this highly um, cultural issue. And then tries to find that baked into a story that has nothing to do with it. Right. Right. Especially yep. in the context of Jesus' life, where uh, we see him constantly, constantly uh, going against cultural um, norms around, around race. In fact, with, with the wall, wo- with the woman at the well, for example, right. is yep. this huge one where he breaks every social barrier that was put up just to have this conversation with this woman. Right. So we, so we know in the, in the life of Jesus, this reading of scripture is just so ridiculous. Um, but we also know that Jesus is by his very nature, a master storyteller and parable maker right that's what he does mainly when when he's teaching Mm -hmm. um and and we know that that and we know that that is what's happening here um because of of how the interaction goes and his response to her. her his response in that passage right isn't Um, You know, like, oh, wow, I'm so wrong. It's like because your faith is so great in me Like I'm going to hear you and and, and the point of it is you have to remember that this woman um, He makes the point that she's not Jewish, right? She's a seraphonician. She's Greek and Samaritan and she and she's not of the um you know the pure jewish line that that the pharisees essentially especially desired and and what jesus says to to and again connecting biblical jesus is is not one episode it's a narrative right his whole life and so even going back to other places where jesus talks about salvation coming from the jewish people first he sent to the lost sheep of israel like like that that's his point he's saying Mm -hmm. right that there's this image that i've been sent to give food to to this group first right and um, and not to anyone else. And, and one one commentator points to the fact that uh, the image that Jesus uses, right, is is, is intentional language that doesn't mean um, some kind of crass like dog, right? Like 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 you're you're just this animal. Um, they point out that um, it's it's almost like a term of. Um, affection for your pet—it's almost like puppy like 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 the family pet in, 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 in a sense which i know for our modern years still doesn't make it sound much better but but you can see again in the context of an ancient jewish rabbi teaching a person using a story right yeah saying here's what it's like there is a priority here right like like for you and i okay um well you got cats because you're crazy um <laughs> right yeah if, if just you were hungry just one true just one not cats cat um, if you were hungry, right, and, yep. and there's like one, one unit of food left, okay, um, would you give it to your cat or to your wife?
1: Uh, to my wife, for sure.
0: Out of priority, not because you hate the cat, but because this is the proper thing to do.
1: Right? I need to keep my wife alive. You should want to do More that. than I need to keep my cat alive.
0: Right? In, in, in saying something like that, it's not saying that the food never gets to the animal, right? The point is that there's just a priority of order here. So Jesus is saying, I'm still in in the priority of the Jewish people, right? That's why I've been sent from the Father. Remember, he is sent from the Father to bring the message of the kingdom to Jerusalem. And then when he goes, right, when, when he ascends, what do we do? The church, we bring it to the nation. So like, the nations where we're, we're, we're going to get it. So essentially, what Jesus does to, to this woman, who again would have had context depending on um, her knowledge of, of Jesus' ministry, because obviously she's coming to him for something. She knows something's up. That her belief that essentially what she's doing in this text is is a precursor of the Gentile movement. That that she's saying, like, yes, I know one day, you know, the Messiah will come to all people, but like, I, I need him now. Right. I, I'm hungry for it now. Yeah. There is a now and not yetness at work in this text. And so Jesus, again, yeah, I can totally understand. And, and, and there have been times when I've less understood this passage where I've had that little bit of a weird, modern, like, uh, a reaction to it like whoa that's like that is kind of mean right. jesus yeah, right importing your and, own and,
1: experience into the text exactly yeah. and
0: so we are not ancient you know first century jewish people dealing with their rabbi um arguing about the, the 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 what we call redemptive or salvation history right yeah um and and the point of jesus again is his response is not one of repentance but one of 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 um well, just reacting to her faith, saying, "Yeah, wow! Like there is faith in you. You haven't seen this, and, and so you know your daughter's going to be healed." Um, and her response, again, too, this is interesting, right? Like, I, I made the point in a sermon, I guess it would have been a couple of weeks ago, that human beings, you know, although culturally we're different, and we have, um, you know, technologically developed, the human heart is still the fundamental human heart. Right? We still are. Yep. And, and rejection, whether it's 2000 years ago or now, it feels the same, right? Sometimes we we experience mm-hmm. a different, depending on culture, honor, shame culture, individualist culture, all that different stuff, fine. But like, if Jesus was being ruthlessly racist to her, you wouldn't necessarily expect her to respond the way that she did, right? Entering yeah. into the story with him Saying, well, no, but even even the puppies, even the dogs, eat the crumbs. Like I want that. Like right. if he was being as like ruthless as this guy's trying to make him out to be, this this just this, this privileged, you know, you, you know, male dominant, whatever. <laughs> then her response is 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 inappropriate for that level of sin, right? Yeah. And she's not speaking truth to power. She's like engaging the story, right? Yeah. And so I just I just think this is a. A, a modern misreading to find somewhere in the gospel trying to make Jesus almost like more human. Like again, he said he's human and he is. Jesus is truly human but he's the best
1: human. He's, right. like, he's not Well, the human the humanness th- like never comes to the point of contradicting the God nature as far as sin goes. Like the, the one of the things we confess as Christians is that Jesus was God and was sinless and um, like the Bible says he was sinless and like we're not going to, like, we're not going to make a new theology from one story that we're that we're misreading. Like, th- like this story shouldn't change our minds about the fact that Jesus was sinless. And we should, if we're if we're coming to it with a like a harsh reaction, like you Mike said, like you maybe sometimes have importing your modern uh, reading of it into that should cause mm-hmm. you to question the way you're reading it, not question. Jesus or what the story is saying like assume assume you're wrong let the scripture interpret itself uh the scripture says Jesus was sinless okay well so we're not going to assume that this was a, a case of him sinning then
0: 100 the bible interprets the bible
1: exactly right? and and what i'd say too is like i think it's so funny um how progressive christians like like this guy and and fundamentalist christians at like they seem like polar opposites right but their their problem is essentially the same. The same yeah. that they they read scripture how they want to read it or how they in twenty twenty one receive need it at face it. value. Yeah, I need to read it right, and so and, and even just like putting all scripture at, at the same level with no no context. So anyway, like it, it's really they're kind of no different. They just I guess want to take it in different places
0: because what we need is is what we i like to call a conjunctive theology a theology of tension right the problem with the fundamentalist and the progressive i don't even like calling them progressive because that has so much like stuff in it these liberal
1: well, we'll progressive liberal has tr- this tr- 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 yeah progressive has a connotation of being good and uh there are maybe some positives that come with their way of looking at things but uh but Uh, it doesn't they're not they're not inherently better
0: no anyways right is is what they do is they fall into the trap of of collapsing attention a proper tension in the faith right and you know usually the progressives quote-unquote fall into the trap of you know um what we would call cheap grace right Or, or cheap law depending on on your perspective i guess right where they 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 make um the grace of god really null and void because you don't need it everything goes right. just love each other if, if you don't if you hurt someone then maybe that's a sin you need to deal with or in this case they redefine certain sins around certain political movements and whatnot right and, and what they do is is in doing that and collapsing that they 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 lose like and th- like and here's what I want you to hear church like if you're listening even if you're not part of our church like if you're listening cuz I, I like we share this on social media and whatnot like he loses everything about the gospel in this TikTok yes like you, ha- you have to hear that right he he collapses the gospel message because Jesus cannot save if he needed to be corrected he cannot save cuz cuz that means that the the human Jesus that he re- he references right is like you and I able to sin therefore cannot be the perfect spotless sacrifice the substitutionary atonement the one coming bringing the kingdom of, of heaven he cannot be that he can be a good rabbi um actually not well not even because if you also make jesus very human then and you make him sinful right then everything about him becomes suspect right why would i need to listen to a man he needed need to be corrected on such a fundamental human thing don't be racist why would i need to listen to jesus yeah if he can, if he needed that one right and, and not so it removes it removes his credibility it removes the gospel because god cannot save us through christ any longer right it it, it falls into so many traps of heresy that like it, why you've called yourself a christian at that point call yourself something different right uh you know a jesus-centered spiritualist or something right and and like you lose all of that and the same thing happens on the fundamentalist side right because you collapse into this all truth all justice like my way or the highway king james only and overalls and jesus becomes this warmongering like fear-based thing, and you lose the gospel. You lose the good news that in Christ, I am no longer condemned for any of my sin, any of my sin, right? And and so we have to be careful. I know we're tonight we're talking mainly about the progressives because of the absolute lunacy of some other theology, but it is the same end, right? It looks different, yeah. but it's the same place, right?
1: Yeah, so I I uh, I think we've definitely established that this is a theologically uh, empty and problematic tiktok that should be ignored um and if wildly you see... popular uh, yeah yeah i mean i mean i've seen it i've seen it getting a lot of ridicule but definitely this this genre of tiktok is quite popular um th- there's mm-hmm. another tiktok which i'll i will play for you now um, which is also by someone who is who calls himself a christian or an ex-evangelical or a deconstruct deconstructionist um, and uh, just take a listen and see if you find anything theologically problematic about this.
2: So long as nobody's being harmed, everybody's choices are acceptable. If my choices make you uncomfortable, that's your problem to solve. It doesn't mean that I have to change anything about me. You thinking that you are the arbiter of acceptability is really just evidence of your superiority complex
1: all right so this is this is someone else who um, is considers himself ex evangelical but still christian ex evangelical meaning obviously ex evangelical so it, mm-hmm. there's kind of a whole crowd of people on social media that were kind of you know hurt by the church or were just grew grew away from the church or or whatever and and kind of deconstructed their faith into basically believing in a god of kind of their own making uh that maybe loosely (laughs) resembles jesus um and i don't want to i don't so i don't want to be i want to be sensitive to this too because like i actually i actually think i'm fairly well equipped to talk about it because probably like 50 percent of the people that are christian that i follow on twitter would fall on the like more theologically liberal side of the camp. So I, I'm not like in some conservative echo chamber. And I'd actually, like, I consider myself, in the grand scheme of things, a theological conservative. Basically, like, affirming the uh, affirming the creeds and basically treating the scripture as authoritative makes you a theological conservative at the end of the day, um, which is kind of nuts, because um, whatever. Anyway, I, I have listened to a lot of people that have kind of gone down the deconstruction path. And I think I think the idea of deconstruction like basically basically what it is is you try to root out you know the harmful elements of your faith okay well if the harm, the harmful elements cannot be the essential elements or else you're just rooting out the parts of your faith that make you uncomfortable and so this tiktok that we just played is basically someone that's come to the the end result of all of this that there is no morality it's all morally relative and um, who are who is anyone to say that that what I'm doing or how I'm living my life is wrong and truth just basically exists within me. That's that's kind of the that is the end state of mm. deconstruction. If you if it, basically if it's deconstruction without any kind of reconstruction, it ends in destruction.
0: Well it just it's it's
1: it's ambiguous spirituality. Yeah. That that is that is what you are left that's with. That's I would call it. And I would say like I'd say there's parts of so deconstruction if if what you mean by that is in terms of like actually taking out some of the harmful aspects of your faith because hear this like the church and and the, the christianity that you know it doesn't just shape culture like it will be shaped by culture inevitably and and with that it's going to bring in some harmful aspects of the culture that it is kind of living in so like for example in the u.s like the 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 mingling of 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 uh, america and and the nationalism and christianity like that's something that's worth taking out of your faith that's those two things need to be decoupled, but you don't decouple the the cross or or the atonement because you find it <laughs> uncomfortable right then then you're left with a house of cards that that ultimately collapses and and so I, I the, the problem is these kinds of TikToks are very short and punchy. They lack a lot of nuance, um, and and these people are mm-hmm. by calling themselves Christians mm-hmm. are also like misrepresenting the faith out there on social media to tons of people, including Christians who are like, oh yeah, I always that always did make me uncomfortable yeah. about the church. Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe these people have it have it right, and and really, I, the danger I see is it's just the, it's the blind leading the blind, because. I get it the church has hurt people i get it that that parts of our faith are maybe a little bit hard to swallow sometimes hell is hard to swallow i i have a very hard time swallowing hell that is a like i'll admit that the even like the aspect of that that is like eternal conscious torment like hell makes me feel really bad um but it that doesn't mean it's not true
0: as it should yeah uh, as it should like if if you enjoy the idea of, of, of hell, then you need to question yeah. your compassion. Um, but if you reject it, you need to question your understanding of justice. Right, so so there, there is a, this is a cultural thing, right? Hell is a big problem for prosperous Western people. Yes. Who are pluralistic and just want everybody in, right? you you go over to other cultures you know the 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 middle east and whatnot right they don't like jesus because he's too gracious Mm -hmm. because he lets anybody that's right like so like you know i think we we have to remember that even our hang-ups theologically are often culturally conditioned we're not like in this TikTok, right she's like or instagram whatever right no one's the arbiter of truth or whatever well jesus actually is you know and 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 we have to recognize that yes there are blinders on and churches are not perfect, but the church, see, this is where confessional orthodox, like I, like something I mentioned to you, Sam, is like I've been honestly processing a lot about figuring out a new way to identify us theologically, right? That, because evangelical now has just got so much baggage with it that it's almost yeah. a useless term. It's a useless term to describe anybody. But as confessional orthodox Christians, right? Like like we, we do confess, that that the scriptures right like you said are the very scriptures that we need that there is an arbiter of truth his name is jesus he has certain moral standards for the world there's an order that he made it in there's a salvation redemptive history that we are part of right that evil is real sin is an issue and, and by the way like like think about it like you know sin in especially because that's what so many people have an issue with they have an issue with with how do you define mm-hmm. sin who gets to define that i felt like that's a, yeah. a major issue right and usually usually right and we and, and we'll try to you know keep it in, in the realm of our discussion but usually the sin is always sexual right i find that in honestly 99.9 now won't say 99 maybe 95 percent of the time whenever i hear a story of this kind of deconstruction it begins in sexual liberation and that's and, and that is important to recognize right there are uh, those who aren't that way i've heard a few others through more um you know what i would call atheist apologetic yeah. right and go through some of those those things and don't find sufficient answers for their moral or their you know mental inquiry which is fair enough like i think we want people to always be chasing truth no matter where it leads and uh, have the boldness as christians to confess that we do think christ is the best answer regardless but yeah like if you if you start rejecting jesus because of Arbitrary cultural issues you find with certain churches you grew up in, like that is a massive theological problem, right? And and I think we have to be careful about that because like if some of the some of the things that I've I've heard from these deconstructionists and ex ex evangelicals and all these different things, like they're horror stories, but they're not the norm, right? Like 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 there are so many other millions of stories of people not experiencing that and not going through those traumatic things, which doesn't minimize it. Like some of these experiences I've heard from people like, is yeah, absolutely, like, like it's absolutely like it's 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 yeah, it's gross. It, it is like in some cases, literally abusive emotionally and, and physically and, and everything like and so I get it. I hold like I totally understand that. Um, but we have to also make sure that we're not allowing them to paint a picture of, of, of the bride of Christ that is yeah. inaccurate right and, and i feel like sometimes we 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 almost try to sympathize with them so much that we end up agreeing with them and i just don't i want to make sure that we don't do that yet you're also correct sam and i think you have, have have said it right that there are some things that are worth decoupling but that can happen in in a way that leads to deeper faith and maybe and and maybe some division right because people might might understand or whatever but but never leaving Jesus and, and I feel like if we can approach him like himself and allow Jesus to speak and again th- 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 this gets in such deeper issues of like, you know, when 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 you begin down the path of, of deconstruction, I find it usually goes again. This is my experience and my an- anecdote, but I've I've seen this a few different times. It, it goes, I need a sexual liberation. I don't trust the Bible's you know authenticity any longer. Like I doubt it because all these mistakes quote-unquote that exist in it and if the bible of my authority is no longer true then i want to accept the truth that it yeah. presents to me and therefore i'm liberated to do what i want to do and create god in my own image and and like you know hearing that and feeling that like we have to recognize that the bible itself right as as confessional orthodox christians right we believe that it is the very word that god wanted us to have and it's authoritative as such right and we need to read it as it's meant to be read taking literally the genres and the times and the context and worldview that's being presented and applying that to modern life um but recognize that even just the words of jesus right like we have outside of of theology history you know textual criticism whatever we we have such confidence that these words are the actual things jesus said right this this human being apparently who we confess as the god man what he said and the crazy thing about it that i find with deconstruction is that we get to the point where we really want to hold on like you said to some kind of identity some kind of spiritual thing right love your neighbor don't judge right i'm pretty sure i heard some and this could mike could, could 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 be me just spouting off um a misquoted study but i'm pretty sure i i um i saw a study that said the most famous verse today is no longer john 3 16 but is where jesus says you know judge not lest you be judged yeah and and how that even just speaks to the shift of our approach to to christ right it's no longer the central message of god's love in christ displayed on a cross it's you can't judge me that's that's what my bro jesus said right and the problem is jesus also said you know that to reject him is to perish yeah right sermon on the mount to not build your life on him is, is destruction is hell right that that you know he is the way the truth and the life he's the new temple out of him throw rivers of the spirit out of you know he he's going to raise up the temple in three days he's going to destroy you know the works of the enemy he saw satan fall like lightning before abraham was i like he like you cannot you cannot possibly be an intellectually honest person and remain kind of jesus liking if you take jesus seriously right that's the problem like there's no neutral option when we come to christ in fact when this podcast goes live um i would have just preached a sermon where i talk about this for a few minutes that like jesus doesn't give us a neutral option right like we don't get to make him in our image because he either said he's god and he's telling the truth or he's lying and we should like completely yeah. like hate him for it. Right. Or like our, our boy, Brandon said, he's racist. <laughs> so we should totally just let him oh, go. So yeah. um, I think we just have to recognize that that is, is a real issue that we need to deal with. And, and I, I, I agree that the temptation, um, to reject a, a cultural expression of the Christian faith, as the expression of the christian faith is sometimes difficult to wade between right because again even even just take like you know we talked about 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 this before but you know how like in the west especially i've noticed you know whenever things get really bad for western christians it's the end times all of a sudden yeah right as if the church hasn't been persecuted in iran and iraq and china for thousands of years right Like since it started there yes (laughs) right like like in in how we like we need to decouple that crap because that's just bad theology and 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 so like ethnocentric theology it's ridiculous right it's west it's so anyways right so things like that like you said nationalism that gets taught into it um you know the a a lot a lot of the uh, a lot of the other times it's it's again some some yeah. Uh, ideas around cultural issues right around how we understand moral the moral world and the political world which again i actually think if you leave the faith over those issues that's a different kind of conversation to be had um, about authority of scripture and different things but yeah the, the this idea of trying to like de- de-evangelicalize ourselves begs the question right of of well, number one it's what do these people define evangelical as, which I think is problematic. And number two, it seems like you've said it right, Sam, that in many of these cases to de-evangelicalize you, at least according to these people, means to leave the faith entirely, orthodox faith, and have some kind of ambiguous spirituality, which is no spirituality, by the way, It's it, it still is, you um, know, I won't say it like that. It, it's still a, a negative spirituality, even if it's ambiguous, because it's not in the kingdom which is kind of the whole point of christianity you're, you're submitting to the will of jesus so i yeah I, I think like i understand it but there's so many i think so many emotional reactions to bad expressions of specific communities that we that we need to honestly like address um and and just theologically think deeper about like, uh, that sounds like such a vague answer, but hopefully you get what I'm saying.
1: I do. And, um, I mean, I've, I've like gone through the process of kind of like questioning everything that I believe about the faith before in my life too. Um, I came out on the other side of it, I think stronger in my faith than ever. I, I hope, I, I feel like that's true now. Um, but, uh, so, like, it, the, the process, like I said, of, of going through and trying to root out the harmful things in your faith doesn't have to end there. But, but when you are picking apart the very foundation, um, like Jesus, and, and like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even, even the authority of Scripture to, to, a, to a very large extent, that's where it, it can fall apart. If you, you, pull out the wrong, you pull out the wrong thing that hurt you, um, it's all going to come crashing down and and uh i mean it probably like it's probably not the theology that hurt you it's no. probably misapplication of the theology it's mm-hmm. probably someone who twisted the theology um but the theology itself it, you know we believe is true and um like i am staking my eternity on it yeah no 100% one more thing i wanted to say before we before we go this week mike um you mentioned the king james bible before you kind of made fun of those king james only types i just wanted to say that if the king james bible was good enough for the apostle paul it's good enough for me